Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adamo. And you're listening to The Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. Mm. I love when that comes in, man, because it's mellow, it's tight. Amp, the funky, you know why? Because I'm loaded up on hot cocoa and salt, my friend. Give me a second. <clears throat> Loosens the phlegm. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. In the house, I look to my left, my homeboy supreme, my Batman to my Robin. Um, I was going to say like my Sandy the Golden Boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no idea. Black out of Willis. One, one of the Golden Girls. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I get it. Man, I gotta appreciate you, you know, bringing in this hot cocoa because this is saving my life right now. Much appreciated. I really do. It's all good, man. I'm trying to look out for my people. Mm-hmm. And the people I'm talking about is look around the table across to Kaiser Soze. Pat, what's up? Adam, what's up, y'all? Oh, what's going on, man? I've missed y'all. Uh, hey, I man. missed you too, man. For real. <laughs> Welcome back. Notice you lost that limp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke a pack of cigarettes. Fine, yeah. <laughs> All right, of course. Now look across at the man who needs no introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway. I'm talking about just Johnny. Yep. Hey, what's going down, man? Keeping us looking amazing. And by looking amazing, I mean if anyone's not up on the Twitch stream, you can catch us live at twitch.tv slash thegeekdown. We are live and direct tonight. And also, I'll run down the rest of the social medias, but just know we're on SoundCloud, we're on iTunes, Instagram, if you want to see our pretty faces, YouTube, all that good stuff, and you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. It's a long list now. Yeah, man. Yo, I didn't do it every day. I'm yeah. liking it. Right. I'm okay with that, show. Exposure is a good thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. All right, now look at the booth. The silent but deadly, as always. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Hurry Her, what's going down? How's it going? Get down. <laughs> Is that his voice? That's the That sounded good, Herb. You need to talk in that mic more. Hey, no, nah, no, nah, don't encourage him. He'll never he'll never leave. <laughs> Alright, so we have an action-packed, fun-filled show for you. The news isn't all happy, it's kind of weird at times, but yo, I'm going to jump right into it because it's poignant. Mm-hmm. Alright, we'll start off with the sad one, because dude, this one I think we needed to cover because it's not specifically geek news, you know, or entertainment news, but right. this man's influence on entertainment and history alone, on science fiction alone, pretty much has made our entire careers, lives, and I mean, just legacies. All right. I'm talking about John Glenn. Uh, astronaut John Glenn. Anyone who doesn't know, where the hell have you been? That is the most un-American. How fuck, mother? Yo, lock the door. We got. No, I'm kidding. kidding. I'm talking about John Glenn, the first American to orbit Earth. Uh, he's died at age 95. Now, in 1959, anyone who doesn't know, the Mercury Seven was a group of military test pilots uh, selected to be the first astronauts. Um, John Glenn was one of those, like one of the very first ever. Uh, then, in 1962, he flew the Friendship Seven mission and became the first American to orbit the Earth completely. Um, Glenn was the last surviving member of the original Mercury crew. What's up, guys? Yep. All right. Um, but Glenn basically outlived them all. Uh, he would later have a long political career in the United States Senate and made history again in 1998 flying aboard the shuttle Discovery, uh, which made him the l- oldest person in space. 77 years right. 77 years old. Yeah. The balls on that man. Hell yeah, man. The low-hanging balls on that man. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, th- I think what was the things I heard about him, too, is like right before he left, he's like, I'll be right back, dear, is what he told his wife. <laughs> He's like, I'll be right back. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you better be. You know what I mean? It was just like this kind of, this, this small scale thing they did uh, for one another. You know what I mean? Because he was taking apart like this big deal, like going into space. But he was like, downplayed it very much when he was like, yeah, I'm just going to go away for a little bit. Like, yeah, he's yeah. not gassed on himself. He's exactly, just like, you know, yeah. hey, honey, I'm going out for some cigarettes. You want anything? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much is exactly what it was. 
All right, so John Glenn, um, what I know him for mostly is, like, yeah, well, uh, military service and all that, but uh, he would make appearances, and he became much the face of the aerospace program, mm. and for the possibilities, and this is where I get a little grandiose, because I'm not going to do the voice. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do the voice. <laughs> you sure? The possibilities of mankind. Ah, uh, there it is, yeah. <laughs> it's, no, it's awesome, dude, because this is somebody who's, like, left the planet, and that's big to me. Twice. You know? <laughs> Twice. Yeah. Yeah, he's as like, an old man too. Yeah, an old man. And like like physical proof that there is more out there. Oh, you yeah, can man. touch it. You just gotta, you know, do the right things in life. Not eat cheeseburgers like I've been doing. <laughs> but you know, like you can make it out there. Like that's possible. And that's like a, I, I you've heard the names like Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin. This is John Glenn is one of those right. names. Michael yeah. Collins too, for those who thought I was just, you know... And did they do the right stuff? Know. That was him, too, in I, that, right? Yeah, I was... You see why I miss y'all? Because like, <laughs> like, I was going to say, I, I think he actually... I think he was a consultant on it. Right, and, yeah. but they played... Like, one of the guys going to space was was based on John Glenn, right? right. Yeah, 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 that was him, so... I loved how he also brought awareness to it by pl- like doing appearances on, like, TV shows. You know, he did a lot of news coverage, uh, the Tonight Show, like, five times. Mm-hmm. And I got to know this dude because he was a personality to me. He wasn't just yeah. a name in a textbook. Right. You know? Uh, my favorite my favorite bit... Um, damn, it's, uh, it's almost 20 years old now. I think it was in 90... Around 98, 99. Mm-hmm. He did, uh, oh wait, no, he was in space, forget it. It must have been 98. But um, he did a spot on Frasier as himself. <laughs> reading, oh. yeah, he was narrating a radio show, reading a yeah. But he was reading this uh, this bit about space travel. And I'm just like, yo, that's that's deep, that's tight. Yeah, and yeah. then he played the rest for laughs. And I'm like, for laughs. I'm like, this dude had a sense of humor too. That's, yo, that's, that's yeah, that's, that's, he's that's the, the man right. for sure. Yeah. So, John Glenn has passed away. John, you're with Yafisan over there, man. Do you have any memories of the spaceman himself? Uh, yeah, I remember me and him uh, going out for a few shots on a Saturday night. Okay, you stopped that, yeah. right? <laughs> All right, but no, we're no, talking who about... Who played him in... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still going back to the right stuff. Who played him in that movie? Robert was Paul, it Paul, right? Was uh, it Scott Glenn? Uh, Wait, it was, I, it was a relative? No, I can't remember who. I can't, but he, it wasn't yeah, Quaid. it was based on the movie, and, and, but, but the right it stuff. Uh, it was about you know the first people that went into space and yeah, everything exactly. like that, and Riddles, it was um, Clint Eastwood, uh, Robert. <laughs> no, that was the 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 old folks movie. Ah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mistake. Uh, right stuff was with Dennis Quaid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was and, a bunch um, of it was basically yeah, a bunch like of young people. You know what I mean? Like yeah, trying to go into space. Yeah. And it was like that the the beginnings of like sending people out there, and right. it was like who's dumb enough to do this? You know what I mean? And they would find. These, they would find these test pilots, you know what I mean? Because, like, the death rate was crazy then, you know what I mean? It's like these people are going, like, X amount, thousand miles an hour, you know what I mean? And it was just so absurd to think, you know what I mean, to, to go this fast, let alone, you know, go into space. And then they, they, they drafted a bunch of these guys to do these tests, and then they sent them into space. But John Glenn was one of those guys, you know what I mean? An absolute hero, basically, yeah. is what he was, yeah. and he should be remembered Pioneer, as such. But, it was a, a very crazy, crazy, crazy time that he lived in, just sending these guys and these these rockets that they didn't really test fully, you know what I mean? Let's, let's just send you to the sky and let's see what happens. And that was... Uh, shoot you on a, on, a, on a mini bomb that'll go 800 miles an hour? The right, right. Awesome. yeah, yeah. I'll do that. Well, they're months. hiding behind, like, a cement wall, you know? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but... Like, why do you get got when I don't? <laughs> yeah. So, this was, this was then, you know what I mean? And so this was... He's, he's like I said, an absolute American hero. This is yeah. crazy that uh, he went through that and 
Olympus obviously became a senator after, which is nuts. So yeah, yeah. Yep. And what I can't imagine is we know. Well, what I can't imagine, I guess, we know him as um, John Glenn. I'm a distinguished senator and I'm a personality. I represent NASA. Back then, you know, he was some crazy dude. We're gonna go on these flights, man. We're gonna go to town, get some chicks. Oh, like John, John, rain it in. Get the buzz cut. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so that was it, man. Senator, it. astronaut, American inspiration and hero, John Glenn, rest in peace. Absolutely. All right, so the next news story we have is on a bit of a different keel. Um, the wife of legendary uh, comics writer Dwayne McDuffie uh, wants to ensure his legacy. This is one I actually thought we should cover because it's not specifically news where something happened per se. It's just something that's good to have awareness of, especially if you're a comics fan, if you're a supporter. And Wayne McDuffie himself was one of the most influential, at least for me, uh, figures in comics of our lifetime. Really? Yeah, because he wasn't just a writer. He wasn't, I mean, not, not for like just comics and TVs. He was also an entrepreneur who founded his own company mm. and created a lot of characters that we know today. Not just characters, but like characters of color. Mm. You know, okay. we have characters like Static Shock. We have characters like Icon. Like, you know, there's some of the lesser known ones. But still, like, the old Static Shock is up there, you know. Yeah, he's there. But, yeah, but no, he, like, this dude was big. And he did a lot of stuff that people have no idea. Creator of Ben 10. Oh, wow. Ben 10. Huge series towards the end of his life. Not that he knew that that's what it was. Mm. Um, but huge series, just a random idea. Yeah, you know, this, this would be a good, 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 uh, good kid show. And made it. And it became mm. huge. Right. Kind of thing. Several movies. Um, mm. Several movies, uh, three different iterations of the TV show, all off, all because of this one man. You know, um, right. Milestone Comics is the company I'm talking about, by the way, if anyone's unfamiliar. But, dude, honestly, I'm. And so his wife's trying to. Uh, yeah, yeah. For this long, yeah, okay. I'm glad that uh, uh, his legacy created things like scholarships, awards. Uh, really? I didn't actually know that either. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff under the name um, Dwayne McDuffie. And what his wife is trying to do now that he's passed, uh, Dwayne McDuffie passed in 2011, um, kind of like suddenly. So there's like a Dwayne McDuffie knows. like uh, scholarship and everything like that you receive? There's I did. Several, yeah. Wow. And um, his wife is starting a uh, fund now. Um, you can actually donate to the uh, GoFundMe. She's starting a fund to maintain those, to get them to be self I got you. I got you. Um, so, like I said, if anyone who doesn't know, Dwayne McDuffie was an American comic and writer, uh, TV writer, uh, known for creating the animated series Static Shock, uh, writing and producing the animated shows Justice League Unlimited uh, and Ben 10, I mentioned, um, and co-founding and pioneering the minority-owned and operated, that's the biggest part for me, uh, minority-owned and operated Milestone Media. Uh, so he passed in 2011. Um, basically, get yourselves checked out. Milestone Media. Mm-hmm. Um, several awards uh, and foundations have since come under his name, and his widow, Char uh, Charlotte McDuffie, is um, uh, what do you call uh, She's launched a uh, crowdfunding campaign on GoFundMe to start the Dwayne McDuffie Fund. That's what it's called. Uh, now, rather than promote the individual, uh, this will keep those uh, different awards and things alive. So after she passes okay. too, she didn't want to just die out. Right, right, of course. No, that's great. I like this concept, dude, because awesome not enough concept. people think, yeah, people think um, so-and-so represents blank. You know, this is important for this. And then, okay, cool, those need money to run. I'm just trying to think, like, how does the money go to, like, fund those is for one year? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, they want to keep it going, but, like, where does well, the, the money come from, you know? the fund as an organization. So this will be essentially a company, like a charitable company itself. Okay. But instead of doling out to where, you know, hey, we're uh, taking your money and giving it to a kid in Africa. 
you know, some yeah. we're building a school in Dubuque in a low-income neighborhood, something like that. <laughs> this is the company will uh, send funds that it brings in directly to these other organizations. Mm -hmm. So you. Okay. this company funds this scholarship. Right. This company funds this award, you know, which keeps, um, which in itself awards money and jobs to uh, people who wouldn't really have a chance to work in those industries. Mm -hmm. Show some promise, you yeah. know what I mean? They're like good with the pen anyways. I like the concept though. It's like it's like corporate funding for charity versus corporate funding for greed. Huh. You know? Which is how I associate it with, of course. <laughs> that, when I think corporate funding and greed, I think Adam Wilson. <laughs> As you should, you know. Uh, no, is there another kind? I don't know. Is there another kind? Please. This man is Gordon Gecko personified. Mm -hmm. um, I got the cell phone to prove it. Is, really? You've got, yeah, you've got that big ass imagine, yeah. joint with the well, yeah. it's a cell phone with a hand crank. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a land wire phone now. Sit that there. I was in the living room. I got 14 seconds of battery left. Somebody find me a diesel. It runs on diesel. Yeah. All right, so if anyone wants to know uh, more about the, fund, uh, about the fund and support it, you can um, go to GoFundMe.com uh, slash Dwayne McDuffie Fund. McDuffie spelled M-C-D-U-F-F-I-E. So GoFundMe.com. Sounds like a Boston guy. Nah, black dude. I would nah, extra, extra nah, Irish name. Nah. Yeah. Huh? What, I'm, what I'm a little upset is uh, one of his boys uh, that worked with a lot was Matt Wayne. And they never at any point went uh, called themselves Dwayne Wayne. <laughs> Combo. <laughs> it would have been perfect. Oh my god, it uh, so yeah. perfect. It's a missed uh, opportunity right there. That's Absolutely. That's All right, so we do have one more news story before we jump into our reviews. And we have reviews out the walls, y'all. Uh, but this one, yo. <sighs> okay, first of all, Herb. Do you know who Susan Olsen is? Does that name sound familiar? Sounds familiar, but I can't play. I can't play from the face. All right, if I went. Dun, 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 dun. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's all, it's one all more it's, it's it's well. This one in particular is not a story of a lovely lady, but uh, <laughs> she, she uh, had pigtails mm -hmm. and curls. Pigtails and curls. Yes. Pigtails and curls, and she was a crappy blonde, and her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could be anybody in my life. Adam Willis letting us know how he really feels. First of all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. That was Susan Olsen, also known as the actress who played Cindy. On the Brady Bunch, the youngest daughter. Oh, sing, yeah, Cindy was the youngest. Oh, daughter, the right? youngest. Yeah, yeah, yeah she was youngest. a kid. Yep. Oh. And she has also been fired after, <laughs> after an online spat with a gay actor. Uh, her spat became hate speech. Right. Now um, she said things. a bunch of nasty things too. You know what I mean? And, and it's 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 kind of news stories like this that kind of make me nervous because I don't want to like get into. Politics. I don't want to get into any of that stuff. We're like an yeah. entertainment show, and we try to keep it light, and that's kind of the point. But it's always a minefield. But when this involves like classic actors that we knew, right, we right, right, and it's important. But what she said is absolutely stupid too. What did she say about the um, the mutually exclusive, like liberal and uh, lib uh, liberal and patriot are not mutually are are mutually exclusive. Are mutually exclusive, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so basically, you can if you're a liberal. You're probably not a patriot. Like, what the hell kind of? Yeah, right. Which is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard in my life. Because I always, you know, but at the same time, I always assumed, you know, uh, the GOP and bigot were kind of <laughs> <laughs> the same way, right? So, and, I don't know. Maybe I'm the same boat on the other side of it. But uh, well, personally, like patriotism spooks me out. So, in general, like it could be for anyone. When I was that. 
Uh, well, if, if you really want to know, like I went to see a play many years ago back in college and it, it was a story about a family at a dinner table and they were having this long conversation and um, the father kept getting at his son about patriotism. His son didn't want to, his son didn't want to join the service and his family had been a part of the service, blah, 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 blah. And, it, and you had a feeling like it was back in the day, but you kept thinking that it was Americans. And then his son got up, left the table, blah, 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 and his, his wife was getting at him. And then when the father went into his room and came back out, he was in like a full Nazi uniform. Wow. And I was like, wow, that, it was, Ever since then, I've been like, yo, it, it just kind of, when you think right, about wow, it, they, yeah. were, they were super patriotic. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of wrong to say, I'm kind of glad that's where the story went. I thought you were describing Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No. <laughs> no, 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 like, no, no. Like, like when he got up, he stopped no, no. some little girl in the Bring corner. It. Like, Bring it. <laughs> Dude, that's, okay, that's wild. But no, I, I, I get that, though. Um, the sense of patriot, patriotism can be overbearing. Right. And there are people that take it way too seriously. Right. Yes. Like apparently Cindy Brady, who's lost her damn mind. Yeah. Um, now, what actually happened is uh, there was an actor, Leon Whiting, criticized Olsen after he was a guest on her LA talk radio show, Two Chicks Talking Politics. <laughs> Was that what it's called, dude? That, that is what it's called. Two chicks talking politics is what it's called. So they got these yeah. broads that talk about stuff on the radio. What is it? <laughs> it's like it's just like. Now, um, uh, during the show, uh, Olsen made comments such as the one we just talked about, being a liberal and a patriot are mutually exclusive. Uh, she thinks uh, Hillary Clinton is causing the protests and hate <laughs> crimes that the country is dealing with now. Um, things like the Koran is a uh, is a political tract, etc. And all this offended Accord Whiting, an openly gay uh, and proud American actor. Um, after, oh, proud liberal American actor. Uh, after the show, he took to Facebook to accuse Olsen of spreading outrageous information. Or one goes to air that stuff, I don't know. Where one yeah. Seriously, man. Yeah. Yeah. Real talk. Yeah. Real talk. I feel like in the next few years, we'll start seeing tweets uh, entered into encyclopedias as actual references. <laughs> You're not wrong, my friend. It's yeah. happening. Yeah. Mostly for quotes and stuff, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So and so said this. Check out Teal the Keeler's re uh, reaction. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> After the jump, yeah. It's Sorry, like the knows. worst place to cite people is the internet, and now. That's I, I everyone know. gets their internet, you know? Yeah, everyone the gets their information from. The problem yeah. is we had no idea how many awful people there were out there until the internet gave them a forum. Right. It, it started off with anonymity for everyone, and now that uh, there's faces literally on people and they have their own profiles, they, they forget that they no longer should abide by the anonymity, and they, they forget to filter themselves, so they just continue to speak their mind. Uh, I'm going to go on tirade, so continue. <laughs> no, okay. Um, you can read all about uh, just Johnny's beliefs on corporate America. Oh, That's, man. Uh, well, we'll give out that link later um, after we <laughs> obfuscate the link. Okay, so... <laughs> um, Speaking um, of enemy. <laughs> what, what, what Whiting actually wrote was, it is wildly irresponsible for LA Talk Radio to allow a Trump fanatic to co-host one of their programs. I think LA Radio needs to give Cindy Brady her walking papers. Cindy Olsen spreads outrageous misinformation, and it is dangerous and unprofessional. Now, Olsen allegedly sent him a reply back on Facebook, uh, which he then screenshotted and uh, posted before anything could be deleted and such, saying, 
Minnesota. <laughs> 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 now, <laughs> let me see if I can do the Cindy Brady list. Now, we, we have a hey, picture of Cindy on know. Twitch, oh, right? Geez. Uh, this this is the right picture. That's uh, so just imagine oh, this this little oh, girl what so saying so what Pat is about to say. Yeah, man, this little girl. Kid. <laughs> hey there, you little uh, expletive for vagina. <laughs> Let me get my big boy pants on and really take you on. What a snake in the grass you are, and lying piece of expletive for doo doo. Too cowardly to confront me in life, so you do it on Facebook. You are the biggest f expletive for a gay person ass in the world and the biggest, again, expletive for vagina. My dick is bigger than yours, which ain't saying much. What a true piece of expletive for doo-doo you are, lying expletive for gay person. I hope you meet your karma slowly and painfully. And she also uh, called him Natalis. You know? Uh, you what? I'm sorry? Natalis. Mm. Which it took me a while. I was like, wow, this is like 1992 <laughs> surf terms. You know? Um, Want to break it down for our young audience? Uh, no. Good <laughs> uh, <you> call. <laughs> All right. So, what I love about oh, this is. Oh, Cindy. Well, LA Talk Radio immediately afterward announced uh, uh, that Olsen had been fired. <laughs> Sorry, lady. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what she was more upset about because it seemed from her comments she was upset that he didn't. I guess I don't. I haven't heard the like the Angel, like Fox the Fox. yeah like the interview. So I don't know if he brought up any of the things to her in person. That seemed to be part of what she was saying. But at the same time, I always find it weird when people get mad and then all of a sudden, like instead of being mad about the issue, they all of a sudden break out a whole bunch of racial. Crazy, yeah, you know, where like from? where does that well, come from? I just from? find it weird you know? that people bring up certain issues and then mad when people like differ in opinion. Well, you're bringing up right. a very controversial topic right. and then really mad when you have a guest that doesn't agree with you and all of a sudden you obviously well, to revert to of the opposite opinion when he came. Of course, of course, exactly. And then, like, even if you weren't sure, you know what I mean? That's still a guest on your show. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's still like a, a person that you're responsible for almost, you know what I mean? And then you have to have some uh, a part of you that breaks that off. And obviously to revert to the the personal attacks, but just to, to assume that that's popular speech uh, you know what I mean? Is 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 beyond the pale. She should have been fired. Yeah, and she's just uh, I'm like, God. I didn't know she was working. I didn't heard anything yeah. about this radio show before. Thought she was dead. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm <laughs> thought she, yeah. It's thought like, she come on. Know. How are you like? Come on, your dad was gay, like on the show. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's yeah. like, what are you talking about? What was his name? Robert Reed, was it? Mm -hmm. I can't remember, but yes, I think that is his name. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, come on. Uh, notoriously closeted actor who, um, yeah. like, their backstory. Well, we talked about this actually when we covered the um, uh, the death of, uh, of, uh, yeah. of, of Carol Brady. Yeah. 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 Which was not that long ago. Mm -hmm. It was, it was like two weeks ago, right? Yeah. 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 All right, so Cindy Brady so it's lost a tough, It's a tough couple weeks for the Brady Brady. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Well, I don't know. Oh my god! Yeah. Dumbass yeah. pig, uh, pigtails. Hate <laughs> <laughs> that photo. Take that photo. Away. It's gone. It's gone, man. No more pigtails. That damn pigtails. It's all gone. <laughs> it's a story to... of a racist lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how it's gonna go. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's so bad. All right. There was a movie, a certain motion picture, um, that's like uh, that's going to be released fairly soon. We got our hands on it a little early. It's called Me, Myself, and Her. 
Uh, who got to check this out in the house? Let me just uh, me. I right, myself, this gentleman here. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't see this one. No. Adam, not can see this one. All right, but it's me and you. Uh, to anyone who doesn't who's un- unfamiliar, me, myself, and her is the story of a lesbian couple in the midst of a. Um, I wouldn't call it a spat per se. They're just in a uh, a moment of romantic tension. Yeah, it. I mean, it. It definitely seemed like a midlife, mid middle age, where you know this is getting stale. What am I doing? And they were super comfortable with each other. Yeah, I, I got spat. The, I got the sense thing. that. Well, yeah. I, I thought for a while I was trying to portray that this is a relationship just like any other relationship and the right. normalcy of it. And, right. And I guess technically in the overall, that is what it was. Very much so. Um, even though it's an alternative relationship, they still have the same problems that other people do. And I thought it was portraying, well, one of them is a curmudgeon and one of them is kind of, you know, a little more uh, loose in their day-to-day routine. And then it kind of hit, uh, the fit hit the shan <laughs> when uh, one woman starts questioning her own orientation and finds, uh, meets up with an old boyfriend and mm-hmm. things happen mm-hmm. and then the struggle between them and I'm just like yo this is this was, kind mm-hmm. of took a turn that's, that's not, the, not the happy flighty movie I expected what's going on <laughs> and what's messed up is like I, I, I'm, I'm uh, it was it hit a little close to home you know I've been in this, these situations before and romantic tension is tough uh, most thing I can most, mostly I can say is uh, well one I also didn't expect it to be an Italian Yes, because um, I looked it up. I thought it was German, mm-hmm. and um, then when I heard them speaking, I said they're definitely not speaking Spanish. It sounds like Italian to me. Mm-hmm. And then I looked it up again, and apparently it's German, but it was shot in Italy and obviously recorded in Italy, oh, in, like, like in Italian. Okay, yeah. all yeah. right, all right. The story itself is about a um, is about a married couple. Uh, one of them is a former actress. The other one is a working architect. So you have somebody who's used to being in the public eye and used to getting a lot of attention and one who's used to leading a very private life. It's their relationship, their family's um, interaction with their relationship, mm-hmm. and how it affects their day-to-day routine. So basically, your standard story of like of life interacting with itself and then eventually clashing. Um, dude. The acting in this was solid. I believed them at every moment. At, at, at points, I, yeah. I, I imagine I could just be looking through these people's windows. Yeah, the, I, I thought the chemistry was there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of them in particular was smoking. Um, <laughs> smoking hot. But, I know, um, Grandma was nice. And, and they, they were serious, serious babes. But um, yeah, no, I totally... Pushka on, man. Those <laughs> socks. I, I, I totally believed them. Um, it did feel very normal to me and near the end of the film I remember thinking if this had come out 20 years ago this would have probably been like people have been, would have been doing backflips but it seems and not in a bad way just like wow you know but it, it, it seemed very it seemed like a very simple simple film about two normal people living normal lives it was never a big deal um that they were lesbians and their families didn't care their family was just like I didn't you know I didn't like her well, I really like that you know? part though it's just like I mean the family they were was in there specifically to represent the voice of uh, of bigotry of now nah, you're just going through a phase. Right. Granted, it's been a 20 year phase, but yeah, we'll introduce you to a nice boy now that you're having troubles with this woman that you you've been experimenting with for most of your life. You know, and the, and the whole thing is they're there to, to to be that voice of not everyone is going to be accepting. Right. But with the actual couple themselves, 
it just seemed like what I love is they didn't sensationalize it. Not at all. You know, it wasn't just like it wasn't just like look at these babes kissing each other. They're hot. Right. Or look at these gross lesbians. Or look at these women who are proud and wearing flannel every day. No, they're just they're just women. They have, they have jobs. They have lives. Right. They're normal people. It's a normal if, thing. Which you should very be normal. Exactly. If the story didn't revolve around the relationship specifically, you probably would. Ne- you, probably, you probably never have any idea. It was just oh, this woman had trouble with a car. End of movie. Wow, that was mm. weird. You know. And even though they didn't have kids living with them, I just felt like these these they're they're such moms. Yeah, they like, had kids. You know what I mean? They behaved, yeah. Yeah. That goes into the acting too, too. The performance was spot on. Yeah. And that's something I love to see in smaller films because you'd think a smaller film, these are just actors who really, they have no experience, they just really needed to break out and they're going to go in and half-ass it. No, these were established, well, I'm mm-hmm. going to assume established people, they were older and really carried themselves. Mm-hmm. And at no point was I taken out of this. No, I wasn't. I was, um, I was very invested. Um, I thought that... Uh, Again, the chem- I personally think it, with any films about relationships, but romantic relationships with people, you have to believe the chemistry. And the whole time it felt like you believed that they were in a relationship for, I think it was five, six years in the movie? It was five years in the movie. Uh, oh, actually, it may, it may have been six years. It was five years they've been living together. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Five, six, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I, I totally believed it. And I, I didn't. I didn't expect the movie to be, um, or I, I didn't mind that the film wasn't this super crazy, unpredictable story. Mm-hmm. It seemed like just watching two people go through, um, you know, like you walk in into a relationship that's already been established. They have this big hiccup, gigantic hiccup, or like breakup, and then they end up kind of, you know, just going through the normal romantic movie route. Yeah, there was know? a lot of like written, uh, a lot of uh, parts written in where one has to accept the other one and make accommodations yes. for the other one's quirks. You yeah, know, at times it was cute. You know, we'll get a couple. Of, oh, they're in the elevator. They're playing that little game. That's that's adorable. And then at times it was like, really, you're doing this because one, it's like she seems kind of ashamed of her relationship in public with her family. Yeah, that and, was. Yeah, sorry. No, no, no. That, that, that was the point. Yeah, that I, that I was making. It's just like that's realistic. I know people who who live in both those worlds. I know couples that whose worlds cross over. You know, to the point where the the cutiness gets sickening, and right. the shame is like, look, we you, you know who you are. We know who you are. Just be. You know, and it's just like, I got that from them. Um, I will say also, I enjoyed this movie. I, uh, I'm just going to come out and say it. I, uh, my review here is positive, but the story was on some bullshit. <laughs> All right. I mean, I've, yo, I, I never, like, there was a little too much forgiveness and, you know, hey, I can't live without you type stuff in this. I'm like, yo, you get wronged by somebody. You want blood. Right. I wanted I wanted her, first of all, in a situation where um, one of the main characters confronts the main, unintentionally, but still unintentional, but main antagonist. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know that he's caused some stuff. But when she finds him, I wanted her to just, like, rear, just, like, come back with it and boom. Just, right. like, Sugar Ray Leonard this sucker. Right. You know, just, like, you know, wind up. And just come back with it from Japan to California, just kakush, you know. And that didn't happen. What you're saying it's like natural, but almost like it, subdued, or like you know what I mean? Subdued, like yeah, subdued. yeah. That's that's that's, yeah. that's that's film. It felt like a movie yeah. during those parts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, it, it was like the most like the. It just felt very like it felt like seeing the film. Um, you didn't know who was the more, I guess, dominant character and who wasn't. It just felt like that. Actually, I felt there was a, there was a switch. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, which was good, but other parts of it just felt like this could have typically been like a Hollywood, like a super low budget Hollywood yeah. film or something. That's on certain what gets parts, because I'm like, you know, I feel 
that they could have gone a little more extreme. Like, I think they played it safe there. I think that was yes, probably the safe. first draft of the script. But do you think that's, like, more realistic, like, going to the yeah. more extremes? Yeah. Definitely. Dude, okay. I want to feel that emotion. Right. This movie was all about emotion, and I felt when it yeah. really should have come to a head, they reined it in. But and you don't I think that's, like, your emotion, like, dictating no, the, what, what it could have been opposed no, to theirs? When you talk about the level of passion that they try to display in several scenes, uh, okay. yeah. the only natural thing, like, when she broke down in the car, I was like, okay, now yeah. the second she gets out and she sees her again, and she's gonna see the other one again, it's gonna be all oh, your fur mm. is gonna fly. Like, and this one, it's, it was more the reaction is more like, how could you do this to me? When it should have been, bitch, <laughs> you know. And I was waiting for it. I, so I was you. like, yeah, there's gonna be one backhand, and but it didn't, it didn't happen. I was waiting for the cat fight. Yeah, no, not even a cat fight, like, yo. Just the obligatory like, cat fight. Just like I'm like, no. okay, the reactions are, are really leading into each other, which is good because they're ramping up naturally. Mm-hmm. But then I figured they'd ramp up naturally and realistically. And I felt it wasn't realistic towards, uh, towards okay. those higher, higher points. I do agree with you, though, that I, w- I was surprised that um, it did hit a little close to home a couple times Like when I was watching it. I was like, wow, th- I, didn't re- I didn't expect to relate to this movie as much as, as, much as I would have. I, I know, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? So I was like, oh, wow, okay. This is, um, and, I, and again, I think it's, I think it, I think it's a, a, you know, it's, it's to give props to the acting. The two main actresses. Mm-hmm. They did an awesome job, and um, yeah. Dude, I would highly recommend anybody check out this movie. So you're um, saying two straight males can go into this movie and actually relate to two women being in love and having a fight? You would relate uh, to, yeah, of course you would. Yeah, I, I think so. That I is totally actually so. what happened you. Probably could that be the point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? All right, so the movie stars Sabrina Ferrilli. Uh, for, um, these are Italian names, so bear with me. Uh, Sabrina Ferrilli. Uh, Margarita Bay. Alessia Barea, Ennio, really, uh, Fantasticini, <laughs> Domenico Dale, Fausto. Look, the movie's called Me, Myself, and Her, okay? Google it, you, you, you're golden. There I you recommend go. it. I enjoyed this sucker. I recommend it. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was a fun little, cute little movie. I. I wish it was on like Netflix or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. You know, it feels like it feels like one of those good little Saturday night movies. You mm. can get in your living room yeah, and you just like watch it. You know, it's well, cute. You know? Well, as of right now, you can check it out online. Um, it'll play at a few other places too. I'm sure of it. We caught it on Vimeo. Yes. Uh, but keep an eye out for it. Me, myself, and her. Approval. Approval. All right. So that wasn't the only picture we got to check. Well, folks got to check out. You all got to check out another uh, another uh, little ditty as well. Is that correct? Yes, mm-hmm. I, I saw Asber- we, we saw Asperger's Are Us. Asperger's. Absolutely, yeah. This guy, uh, what's that, Alec Lehman is the guy that directed this. I think yes. he, I don't think he has a director's credit under his name, but I believe he. Just one. Really, yeah, he did like, uh, was it some TV and stuff like that. He was like a cinematographer or something like that, like Project Runway. I believe he did stuff like that, right? Oh, he's, I, I just looked up his directorial stuff. He has a movie after this called Blue Jay. Oh, I got gotcha. um, With Sarah gotcha. Paulson, I think. Sarah Paulson's in uh, it. This one was good. I mean, this followed uh, was, uh, four people with Asperger's, as the title would suggest. Uh, yes. This guy, Noah. This guy, Michael, Jack, and Ethan. Yes. And they're a comedy troupe. 
and uh, that are from like right around here in Boston. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the film, you get to watch them like riding the train. You get to watch them like going around to the different clubs in Boston. And it's just kind of this local thing, which is great. Yeah, you get to watch them get hustled by kids trying to sell candy bars on the TV. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I think this, uh, I think it premiered at South by South, South by South, South by, by Southwest South West this past girl. year. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then came out uh, at the Somerville Theater, I think, publicly. Oh, uh, oh did it? Okay. Year. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I think Netflix picked it up too. Yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And so this is kind of leading up. Uh, it's a documentary about this, like I said, this Asperger's group that uh, they're a comedy troupe. And then it's leading up to their final uh, show together. And they're going to have this tour during the summer. And it's about how they. Uh, one of them was going to. Uh, not really. No, 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 no. Okay. Right. One of them got accepted to Oxford. Yeah, so one of them's leaving, and they're kind of breaking up. So it's kind of like this like tight-knit group. And obviously, they're very, you know, it's 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 a unique group, given that the fact that they all have this, you know, this disease. And one of them's leaving, and so they're kind of like, it, and, it, and it plays into the thing where it's just like, them leading up to their last show is going to give them a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of publicity, and then they're going to break up after when they're at their, like, most, you know, <laughs> able to get more work. Yeah. So it's kind of this, you know, like, uh, this awkward thing. Um, oh, that's kind of like a Hendrix thing. Yeah, a so... I mean, in a, in a happier way than Hendrix went. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But I mean, I think if this thing is, this movie is about anything, it's about uh, obviously how this group uh, of people with this disease are all unique people. They're all bring something different to yes. the group, and how you would it goes against how you would probably classify them. They're like, oh, well, people with Asperger's all have this. They're all like this. You know what I mean? You kind of group them together as being one thing. Right. But in fact, they're all individuals. They're all unique. They all bring something else. And so that's what this movie shows, where it's just like, hey, you know, all these people are this. All these people are this. You know, in fact, is they're all a lot of things. They're all very different. And uh, that's what I thought this movie did very well. And uh and I mean, the comedy wasn't for me particularly. You know what I mean? Oh, a lot of it was puns. A lot of it was you know the one-liners and stuff like oh, that. But puns. they were, but they were very. Uh, you know, I mean, they were yeah, very enthusiastic. You know what I mean? They were they they were there were some interesting cats in this movie. So to, well, to add to your point about all of them being different, one of them like there was a really good quote in it where one of the um, one of the gentlemen who I guess was kind of like their counselor, he mm-hmm. said. Uh, I think he said an old professor has said if you know someone with Asperger's you know one person with Asperger's right which is awesome because it's like you don't it's like saying you know one doesn't mean you know them all they're all different and they're all and they can all be on different different points of the spectrum and um, personally speaking I I went to Suffolk so I knew a lot of like improv folks and um, I've it's not it's not my full cup of tea, but I love improv. Mm-hmm. And I thought each of them were like that new Michael kid. Whoa, mm-hmm. that dude was really yeah, funny. One of them calls himself was a new Michael new because Michael. his father was old Michael. <laughs> his father, <laughs> so he gives himself. He calls himself new Michael. And the other one, uh, guys, oh, Noah. Yeah, he's a camp. They all met at like uh, a summer camp. Yes, and they all met at camp. And one of them, the guys in the troop, is named Noah. He's was the camp counselor, and he's also like a psych professor as well. And the other one were uh, went there, but yeah, the other one is uh, new Michael. Yeah, new Michael. Uh, I, his, he was replaced by um, Pinsky. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, his, his, his <laughs> middle name just is Aaron, and I guess that's what he went by pretty much all his life. And when he was 18 years old, he decided to no longer go by Aaron because his first name is Michael. Mm-hmm. But he said, "I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be new Michael." Mm. And and I thought there was something wrong with how they wrote it because it wrote new Michael. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Why are they writing it like that?" And then when he went into the story, but every chance he had, he was just. I thought he was hilarious. They were they were all very witty. Um, I loved how it was shot too. Like it was like it yeah. Was I mean, well, I mean, and the, like I said, the director he he comes from like a cinematography background, so mm-hmm. you expect this movie to be shot well, very right. you know you know the the shots are very well composed and everything like that. And so they did. You're right. It brought some of the some very good scenes and very good shots that way. And that's what you would expect from a guy that has that background. Um, what I liked about it a lot was um, watching them write jokes, watching them kind of yes. argue with each other, you know what I mean? And and what you expect, and at least what you know about Asperger's, is, you know, they can kind of get in their own heads and they can kind of, like, drive themselves a little crazy, you know what I mean? You know, being very yeah. particular, very, very uh, specific. And you see how that, you know, comes out in their personalities and they drive each other crazy, you know what I mean? They, you know, it's it's this kind of very, uh, this personal thing they're all dealing with, but they're trying to, you know, go through it together. And yeah. uh, Like it, a shared, a shared challenge right. with their personal thing that they can relate to, but also the shared challenge of this final show and right, right, and right, like, right. Like doing this troop and stuff, you know. Yeah, no. Yeah. So it was a, it was very interesting. You know, I have a, I have a friend that has Asperger's and everything like that, and it kind of, you know, made me think of him, which was, which yeah. is also good. You know, Absolutely. he's a very, uh, very interesting guy. The uh, one who left his comedy. He he is a funny dude, but um yeah. Uh, they were, they were, I thought they were funny. <laughs> he, Stosh, he was great. So this Stosh is yeah, rigid this, critic Yeah, so, so this is something you got to check out. This is like I said, it's a bunch of Boston guys. You know what I mean? Yes. They're 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 local. I think they you know one of them teaches at like uh, Bunker Hill, right? Was it, was I, it Bunker I Hill? Think I think it's Bunker Hill. I know Noah. Um, Noah actually went to BU with my old roommate. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I remember, I remember him from a while ago. Okay, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but uh, which which I didn't, I didn't expect. I, I only, I didn't expect to see him in the film. So when I saw him, I was like, I think I know that guy. Yeah, I think and, they, you know, they yeah. pre- they perform at like the Improv Asylum. You know what yes. I mean? They're like very improv, local. Improv so Boston. Improv Boston. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. It's, check these guys out, man. It's it, it's fun. I don't know if they're still doing it. You know what I mean? I haven't really. Uh, see where they're at like now because obviously this movie came out like earlier in the year and yeah. it was about like the summer when they were doing that show but uh, I'm sure they're kicking around you know uh, doing stuff well, so. yeah, the, the troop is called Asperger's R Us yes and so that's the what film. they call themselves yes and so. the film is yeah the film is named after the troop and um yes. yeah it's just it's a it's produced by the Duplass brothers yes um, exactly. who do who do a lot of like really you know like Transparent, in, yeah, big in yeah, you know uh, independent movies and and puffy things chair. like that. You know, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> puffy right. chair. <laughs> it's a good story about friendship. Now, yeah. right. Mostly knowing because it was local. That's the part. That's the detail that. Uh, so they specifically left out of the uh, material. But mm-hmm. I want to check this out. <laughs> well, you can see it when they're riding like the orange line in. You know yes. what I mean? You, yeah. you see that and stuff like that. They're walking around like uh, like downtown Boston. You recognize all that stuff. But I it's feel like I'll be in the background of a shot, unknowingly picking my nose. Probably, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Calling somebody, yeah, yeah, doing yeah, something well, stupid. I'm not that extreme. Yeah. Over there, like you know, trying to return soup. <laughs> All right, so Asperger's are us. Receive the official recommendation. Absolutely, I sure. Yeah, absolutely recommend it. I thought it was very fun. It was a, it was a good movie, man. Yep, absolutely. Solid. Yeah, cool. Very inspirational. All right, now I'll look across the table at our resident vigilante. I want to hear about 
Batman a Telltale series. Now this is actually uh, the this is the um, the closer. We did a um, a, uh, a part one early this year. Uh, Dirty D, Derek himself, um, did a uh, cover it on the first two episodes. But Johnny, you got to see the full experience. Oh, you got to be the bat. So it's a five part uh, series. So I played through. Uh, this past weekend kind of kind of plowed through it. But, I mean, so if you're familiar with Telltale and the games that they produce, they've produced a large number of games. Uh, they're most known for their Walking Dead, The, Walk- the Walking Dead, Dead Season Dead. 2, uh, that Wolf one. Wolf yes. Among the Wolf, Wolf Among Us. Wolf Among Us. Yes. That's, that's the game based off of the Fab- uh, Fables comic series. Yep. Before then, they did uh, stuff like uh, Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a Jurassic Park, which is yeah, what? No, they're, they're, they're terrible. Not, they're, they're not great. They're not great. They didn't. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't think it's their fault. They looked amazing, but their writing was shitty. Was they tried. They tried to force some comedy. It, it was. It was. It was very unimpressive. That's as much as I can say. I'm trying to be nice here. So uh, the Telltale games. Time next, but it's. They're they're all. All right, you know what I'm saying. They're all uh, the same style of games, and that is uh, they play homage to the older adventure games of yore. Uh, th- things like um, uh, the Day of the Tentacle and uh, yeah, think more, Monkey um, Island. Inf- inf- exactly. Mm. Um, Grim Fandango. Grim Fandango. Yeah. Although, um, again, they moved away from that whole like you know half comedy business that they were that they were known for. Right. That they kind of sucked for. All right. And for their games, for Telltale's games, they focus more on the story itself. So with other adventure games, uh, there's a lot of puzzle elements and there's a lot of the players sort of figuring out how to proceed to the next scene. With the Telltale games, it's that that level of complexity is is very much simplified. The puzzles that you're going to encounter in any of their games is going to be very streamlined, very straightforward, requiring very little uh, thought. Uh, But what you get in return is you're able to make decisions uh, within the story that that will end up uh, changing what you're the story that you are experiencing throughout the remaining episodes. So you'll make a decision in one episode and you'll see the repercussions of that either uh-huh. during that same episode or in future episodes that are coming up, uh, eventually leading into this sort of fine-tuned story that is catered for you uh, because oh, because of the choices that you made. Now, man. Tell me, how did you mess up Gotham? <laughs> how did I mess up Gotham? Yeah. Well, Gotham was <laughs> was already kind of messing itself up. <laughs> you got Batman snatching versus something. Uh, so, <laughs> so you play as a you play as a Bruce Wayne. Like it, Jay Walker breaks his legs. Uh, you play as Bruce Wayne, and it it's sort of. You have to kind of take a lot of the stuff that you know. If you're a fan of Batman, you have to sort of take a lot of the stuff you know and sort of unforget it. Uh, somewhat because they do sort of take liberties with the story as far as uh, what the characters look like and sort of what their relationship relationships are with one another. That's why Batman so, is a four foot tall Asian woman. I was wondering about that, yo. The art was very misleading. So like uh Oswald Copper uh Copperpot <laughs> like his, the 1970s pimp. He, <laughs> it's like Morgan Freeman. <laughs> his character is portrayed as like this uh uh cockney English Oh, they went more, with the, uh, more like the the Gotham TV show, like Gruff Alfred. Uh, uh, Gruff Al- Alfred. Oh, well, Alfred was more of like a military. Oh, I, I was talking about. Uh, uh, I was talking about Oswald uh, Penguin. Oh my! Oswald. Bad. <laughs> I thought it was about Alfred, just like, <laughs> nah. all right, Master Bruce, man, Alfred. Oh, all right. 
uh, and, and uh, things like I don't know if this is true. So I'm not a comic book person, so I don't, don't know don't if this is true or not. But it felt like, uh, well, if it, it felt like this wasn't true, that uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong is uh, yeah, Two Face. Sorry, that's that's very wrong. Two Face isn't like buddy buddy with Batman from like childhood days, is he? No, not from childhood. No, um, Harvey, Dent, Harvey Dent and Bruce Wayne were friendly cool. before he became um, Two Face. Right, right. They have that in there, but. In the story, in the Telltale series, yeah. they are uh, sort of childhood friends. Okay, that's that's or, or at yeah. least college friends. That's them taking liberties. Yeah. 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 Okay. So so you'll encounter stuff like that, and you're playing through, and you're um, you're presented with different scenes, and in each of these scenes, it usually ends up with uh, a series of dialogue choices, uh, very much like uh, Mass Effect or Dragon Age or Fallout 4, where you get this little wheel of decisions that you can make, uh, and depending on uh, the responses, the, the dialogue responses that you're making, that's going to change up the conversation and change up the scene as you're watching it, uh, because the characters will then respond in a different way. So and then more of an RPG, then? Uh, it's more of a role-playing. I would take the game part and sort of kind of throw that out the window because this isn't really a game. It's more of an interactive story. Okay, you're describing a book. Right. Uh, well, there, there's no real, like, gameplay with these Telltale games. Uh, there there are some instances where you can move your character around in these scenes uh, and control them, but they, they, they walk like a tank almost. They're super slow and it's a little stiff uh, in the animation and a lot style. of things like that. Alright, so I'm going to go off on a uh, a little tangent on Telltale and their engine that they've been using for like, I don't know, probably maybe like 10 years now or something like that. That engine is dated. It's old. It is, they, they need to like revamp everything. Maybe they already did it. And the new one that they have for this one, which is by the way, the best version of their game engine that I've seen so far, it's still like almost garbage uh damn all right well there, there's there's let us know how you really feel John. There, there's a garbage yeah <laughs> there's like one on one of the episodes with one of the like, the climactic scenes <laughs> there's uh the frame rate and so this is an interactive story game right so uh any interruption to the presentation of the story is essentially affecting your gameplay and affecting everything overall because you're you're losing your immersion into this 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 story playing out in front of you. Uh, and one of these scenes, the frame rate dropped to like the single digits. And now my machine, my PC, which I played this on, is super high end. It should not have skipped frames at all, and it was in the single digits. And I'm watching like the. The characters sort of chug, 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 chug. The the, the whole image start well, to chug know, as I'm watching it. You're rocking 1080p. Uh. We're on 4K now, <laughs> baby. What's going on? It even affected some of my choices as I'm making them. It seemed like the scene itself, the the dialogue skipped, mm. and I missed out on a chunk of dialogue that I could have made a decision on. Oh, which, okay. I thought you were talking about something like, okay, well. Um, I could like you know save this guy, take him to jail, let him live and do the right thing, but that'll um, cause my 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 uh, my, uh, my 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 system to skip. So I'm just gonna drop him off a building. Uh, well, yeah, something like that actually kind you, of you happened to me. Well, I don't know you what I missed this. out on. That's the thing. I don't know what I missed out on. <laughs> you, you missed out on saving a life, apparently. But there there were decisions. There was um and it's like and you you stole a candy bar. <laughs> Drop off a building. <laughs> so, so that's their engine. Now the artwork looks 
looks really good. Uh, I'm not going to knock the artwork, but the engine itself, the, the low frame rate, uh, the scene skipping that, that's been happening, objects uh, popping in and out. Oh. Uh, into like like entire characters like like the the camera changes angles and uh there's one character and no character and then like a second later there's the other character they just pop right in oh, right in front on. of the it, camera it this i played uh, last um telltale game i played it's been a while uh was uh was borderlands the pre-sequel mm -hmm. and that was damn fun and also animated fluidly you're saying this that's the main hindrance for the oh i uh, so, I mean, there's animation there, but I, I wouldn't say if, it doesn't look like they animated this one in particular. And, and I've played through um, The Walking Dead and stuff like that and seem on par with that, that as far as animation Lewis. work. I did not. I mean, after that. <laughs> uh, the animations are not motion capped. They're all hand uh, sort of animated um, by hand, if, if you will. Uh, instead of being full-blown motion cap and all that. So it is, like, dated animation work. Uh, so there are things that they could definitely improve on using technology that a lot of other places are using, but they're not. I don't, I don't know why that is. Or maybe they are, and just the engine is holding it back. I'm not sure what the holdup is, but the animations could absolutely be better because uh, there, there was this one funny scene where uh, one of the characters, uh, she was talking, but her mouth, her lips were not moving at all. So her lips were actually shut. She was, she was like completely like puppeteering for me. She said on, those mime skills. That's all that was. <laughs> She's throwing her voice for your music. She was throwing her voice. Yeah. To, to, to both, both the game and a puppet show. I you was both. impressed. Yeah, I'm Absolutely gonna... impressed with that. <laughs> Batman, I'm gonna show you my voice. That that plant is talking. Yeah. Uh, now the probably the biggest pet peeve I have with with this game um, is that it's entirely based on the decisions you're making within the story and catering the story towards you know how you want it to play out. The problem, the biggest problem I have is that they give you a timer when you're making these decisions. And this is not a very forgiving timer. This is like you have 10 seconds to decide and, wow. and you have four choices to make. And some of these take a little bit of thought and very quick reading in order to get through so that you're choosing the right option and you end up getting rushed and you end up making a hasty decision and you're playing as Batman. That man's a genius. All right. I, I, like, I, I like the sound of that, though, because I mean, I think of playing games. You mentioned Mass Effect earlier. I remember I think of playing games like Mass Effect where I'll spend like minutes mm -hmm. making a single decision only because, well, what about this? What about and the thing is, in the moment, that's great. I'm like, OK, I made the decision and now we play on. In retrospect, I'm like, that made it really unrealistic. And also, like, slowed up my gameplay, where it's like, I've got 10 seconds, okay, I gotta make the decision. Just do it, go! And then, uh, just do it, go! And also, I found, when I got used to taking all that time, there were other aspects of the game that were quick action that I was missing because of that. You know, with yep. Mass Effect specifically, uh, when you have the Paragon and... Um, the, and Renegade, yeah. Yes, thank you. Oh, well, not Mass Effect, option. Fear Effect, that's what I'm thinking of. Wow. Sorry. Oh, way back. That's Fear a very effect. different game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it just hit me. Uh, okay, I gotta get you Mass Effect then. Mass Effect is the shoes. Okay. All right. The whole but, trilogy. Um, all right. It's really uh, good. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm down. down. The new one's gonna... 
Well, okay. Andromeda. For yeah. time. Yes. Oh yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, that looks. Yeah, sorry. That looks insane. Sorry. No. Sorry. no and play, right. play as femship. She's way better in maleship. Johnny just likes checking out her butt as he plays. <laughs> the voice, the voice <laughs> actress was way better. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like the Phenomenal. dude. I, 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 I made him a Latin dude for the middle one. He was just like this weird AFC. And I'm like, that's a little racist. Let me just. <laughs> they made him a brother for third when he was. It was like, I made Keith David with like with like white hair. It was. Keith David. What I'm saying guy. is the 10 second timer seems like it would speed gameplay along, make it more realistic. And I mean, you're, you're right, you're Batman and me, like, ah, I didn't get to read all the options and things, like, but you have to make snap decisions. It's more Batman esque. I think that would put uh, 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 players more into the role. I, I think, uh, in theory at least, and I haven't played it, in theory, that's something I would like. I think what would work best if maybe there was a way to, for the player to sort of choose whether they wanted to take their time or be rushed. Also, there's there's contextual situations within the story where the player can take a while to provide a response. Not not a huge amount of time, but they can, you know, they can take more than 10 seconds to sort of come up with, you know, there's no, they're not being rushed in the storyline. So there's instances of that, but um, it, it, rubbed me the wrong way because there was this one scene with a stupid cat in an apartment that uh, ended up ruining how I wanted that scene to play out or how I was anticipating it would play out and it completely ruined it because, because I, took I, I, I took too long because you know uh. could do uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so now it's just a blue hedgehog yeah. swimming with the fishes. All right, so okay, so would you recommend this game? Sounds- no, if you like quick time events, then this is the game for you. If you hate quick time events, which most gamers, I hope, do, I do uh, not. <laughs> uh, then stay stay clear of this game. You can play the entire game through YouTube. So I would recommend playing the game through YouTube or watching someone else do it through Twitch because you're not, for the $25 that they're asking for it, it's not worth it. Maybe if it's on an exceptional sale on Steam or on PlayStation Network or on the Xbox Store, um, then you can do that. Otherwise, uh, you know, avoid it. It's not, it's not tell- Telltale's best work in the story. The written story is just rubbish, oh, and a lot of the characters are throwaway. Rubbish. Harsh from just Johnny. Thank the you very much. Their, their own the their own spin on some of these iconic characters. Mm-hmm. They're it's not good. All right, that's 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 dangerous, man. Garbage sauce. All right, but well, thank you for bringing it down. That was just Johnny Hayden. Hayden, Hayden. Man, he's man. giving an honest. He's giving an honest review. Man, you, would you say honest? Let, I let say him know, Johnny. Hardcore. Let him know, man. If they're not, you know, these goofy dudes. These goofy dudes got billions of dollars, but they ain't making the right games, man. You know, let them know what time it is. Man. I got teeth, man. Yeah, let them let them know, man. Show them that you got teeth, man. Smile at yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, both of y'all are wrong. You know, I see to that. No, I'm not going. I was going to play the league yet. But uh, I do like quick time events, so shout out to quick time events. But. What? Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Hey, fellas, fellas. All right, we, we have to wrap up. Okay, let's do it. Okay, thank you, thank you. All right, this has been the... <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up. Stop it. This has been the Geek Down here on WEMF. I want to thank you all for listening for another action-packed, fun-filled show. How the hell do you have turn that on left. hand? I'm nice. I want to turn to my left and <laughs> give a quick pound to my homeboy, Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. I'm Mesh. 
All right, the cross table at Kaiser Soze. Pat, thank you. Adam, thank you. Johnny, thank you. Okay, yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you for coming and joining us. Always a pleasure. Look man. out for this man. He drink your milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we'll say thank you to just Johnny. Hey, thank you for this hot chocolate. It was delicious. And oh, yeah. Good looking out, man. Yeah. yeah. Yo. People's. Yo. All right. And of course, DJ Herbie Herb. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that not you the first time on the hello? That was, okay, all right. Trying, you're trying to show me up with what's going on here, man. It's about to say if you if you dupe me, man. <laughs> all right. So I want to thank you all for joining us. Like I said, you can catch us here on WEMFRadio.com every Monday night, 9 p.m. Or if you heard anything you wanted to uh, chime in on this episode, you can hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com or also hit us up on the website, geek down.com. Also, if you go to our uh, show page on WEMFRadio.com, you can get all the social medias, but we're on SoundCloud.com slash GeekDown. We're on Instagram slash GeekDown. YouTube.com slash GeekDown. Look up GeekDown on iTunes. We're all over the spectrum. And we are also on... Damn it, I'm forgetting one. I mean, there's always one that, that goes under the radar, but it's okay because you can hear us again, our lovely dulcet tones, next week. Same bad time, same bad channel, and hopefully bad. you'll join us. Until then, be excellent to each other. Peace. Peace. Peace.